back in the saddle. We are live. Say? Go ahead, baby. Yeah. Are our audio waves good? Audio waves are How checking. How is audio cheese good? Yeah. Here, let's adjust you, dude. You look kind of silly. Don't waste the space. Ooh, that's good. That's so good. Oh, my God. We're here. Let's freaking ride, dude. Oh, we're back. How's everyone doing today? We are doing well. Thank you for asking, Deck. So back in show number 14 yeah. on a little Friday night. Whew. Well, today's Thursday, <sighs> June 30th. No, May 30th. May 30th is the actual day. But yeah, recording this on a Friday beforehand. A lot of things to unpack, man. It's been, uh, we had a little hiatus last week with the Stationary Astronaut podcast, the Dominate the Sandbox special. And then uh, now we got a little uh, <laughs> little new studio producer. Dude, what's going on over here? We got to coach him up on the mics, though. Look at this. Look at this buffoon over yeah, here. Yeah, we'll bring you a little closer. Oh, my gosh. And Nope. Nope. Not like that at all. No, you get to talk into the, uh, the audio technica. It yep. says it like on the base of the mic, and that's where you're going to be want to speak in. And the closer you are, the better because they're condenser mics. Yep. So it picks up just away. enough. I don't so. want to block off the moneymaker, though. The moneymaker, baby. That's all right, though. Yeah, the moneymaker is your voice, man. That nice, soothing voice of yours, Matt Christensen. Got a, got a couple waves. Got a shout-out from Mr. Amick. Very nice. How we doing, Mark? Ooh, should we call him in? We should definitely call Mr. Amick in okay. at some point. So, Matty C., let's set the scene. Let's hit this podcast running. We got to address the news, gentlemen. We got some serious, some serious news. We're not a news podcast. We don't break a lot of news. We, we don't broke, break news. We broke news on the very first soundbite of the podcast in episode one. First thing we ever did. First thing we ever did was broke news. We broke I news. don't think we have ever since. And it's been a hundred and like seventy something podcasts, and now we're back. Now we're back with some news for you. So should we? Uh, how should we go about this? Is I think you're the newsbreaker. Are we going to read an article or just let it? Let nope. you know? I think we just. We know it. Just say it, right? St. Thomas has been removed from the MIAC yep. due to high level of competition and enrollment. Yep, the involuntary, involuntarily left is the, is the like headline that. grab. I like that. Yeah, and that's a great headline. And, yeah, it all had to do. It stemmed from St. Thomas. For those who don't know, St. Thomas is where we all went to school. We all played football there. We all competed athletically there. And uh, they got kicked out of their conference, the MIAC, the Minnesota Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. If, Could, is that right, Matt? Yep, the MIAC. Do you think we we were too competitive at our time in our practices and our uh, obviously in our games? But on the day to day, decky outside, going to get some tight ends, were we a little, a little too heated? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was on scout team. I, I was going pretty hard, and I think I was going a little too hard. That was uh, difficult. Um, but you know, what are you going to do? I mean, I, when I'm going against someone as big as you, who's taking up with the entire GoPro screen, you know, it's hard to get around someone like that. It's about time you guys get someone here to fill it up. Love that. <laughs> Love that. So was St. Thomas a founding, uh, member of the Mac? Yeah. What year was that? Uh, the same year the, the Titanic was built probably the same year, the same exact year. Do you not, do you not trust it? We're good. Anyways, but yeah, same year the Titanic was built, I think. It was the same year that the, the St. Thomas would join the Mayak, like 1907. Is that when the Titanic was out there? Well, you got to assume they started I feel like the Titanic uh, was in the 18. I could be wrong. No, I, I no, dude, dude, no. The not, Titanic 
and, and Matt, maybe you can help us out with this, but I think uh, Titanic was found, was built or was set sail in like 1913. Definitely blueprints were coming around six years before then. And St. Thomas was roughly around, you know, Saint Thomas, fight, fighting the battles against St. John's around that time. Yeah, they had just started thinking about it. The blueprints were there. 1912, boy. I was almost dead nuts. Okay. So that's something that I'm not, I'm not usually good at, but here we are. You're confident today. Yeah. You're feeling, you're, you're feeling like you're on a high horse? Yeah. Yeah. You're wearing yeah. this shirt that makes you feel like you're an alpha? Yeah, okay. So here's another thing, too, is, you know, I'm a man of my word, I should say. And uh, I said on the podcast we did with Zach Fisk, our little thrifter, that I was like, you know what? I think lion shirts are pretty dope. So all the money that all the hustle that I've been having on uh, on this podcast or on, on not on this podcast on Poshmark, you know, making a little dough there, started, decided to splurge, buy a little $15 lion shirt. Wow, dude, a little subtle brag. <laughs> yeah. Decky flip. He can flip close. Yeah, I'm flipping big time now. Yeah. So, so what do you think, though? I would love to get your input on this as well, Matt. You know, I see a dude in a, in a lion shirt or in a shirt with an animal, and you usually think the opposite of what they're wearing, right? So, and a lion is the king of the jungle. So he's wearing a king shirt, like he's the uh, he's the king of the his his surroundings. Therefore, and um, I think internally you're kind of the opposite. Mm-hmm. What's that like a muskrat and uh, the Lion King? One of those little. Uh... Simba's little friends, I forget what they're called. But, yeah, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Lemur almost? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. You're like a lemur, dude. Lemur deck? Lemur deck. Uh, yeah, dude? Is that what you think I am? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes, my opinion. Right. I'll go with it. I think that I don't, I mean, I, I'm i blatantly a beta. Like, this is such a... Correct. This is such a... Blatantly a beta. Blatantly a beta. Like, yeah. me wearing a lion shirt, they're like, good joke. But I'm just like, you know what? You got you to gotta try and enforce it dude you gotta you gotta have the heart of a lion you know and that's how that's how i see it. oh okay I, I i give you that dude you got the heart of a lion yeah thank I, you dude. i'll give you thank that 100 percent. all right but the uh the uh, the king of the lion with the therefore the the you know i don't know what it's called what do you mean well you vi- don't know what it's called you got the heart dude i'll give you oh let's leave it at that leave it at that okay yeah all right sounds good I just, it's, it's hard to um you know give a hot take or provide any sort of controversial thing with wearing uh with a lion shirt you know i don't know a lot if a lot of people are gonna be taking me seriously you should wear that to comedy next week i'm wearing it to comedy tonight nice yeah so we got that going for me but yeah next week for sure i think this will get me on right that'll get you on yeah Corey, if you're listening if i'm wearing it all right but yeah let's uh let's get back into this so oh man we have so we've always said on this podcast controversy is the air we breathe so we, you know, we don't necessarily, we, we provide hot takes. We provide things that we, uh, we have opinions, right? I personally think this whole thing is very soft. I think it's soft that the Maya kicked us out and went the easy route. They didn't take the worthy route and try and build all the other nine programs. And it's not even the nine other programs. It's the, uh, the bottom feeders of the, of the conference. They didn't, they didn't want to invest their time into making their programs better. They decided to take the easy route and say, let's lessen the competition and stick with what we have. So I think it's a little soft and it's a little concerning. I'm worried now that other conferences are now going to follow suit. And St. Thomas isn't the only one kicking the shit out of other bad teams. I'm worried that other conferences are going to see this and be like, "Mm, this isn't a bad idea. And take the soft route. The easy route is the big dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
that's my good, take. That's a great take. Um, my take on it is, you know, we we were very good for ten years. Um, not great, not outrageously the best team in the country. We never won a national championship. We could get to we did go to two and we won six conference titles in ten years. That was pretty awesome. It's pretty good. I loved our football career and everything that we did with it. Um, all the other athletics were freaking awesome. Uh, the softball team always competed, and if not won the their conference, mm-hmm. our conference, and the track, I, track and swimming, I think have won like 19 years in a row, something crazy like that. Basketball, basketball tons of success. Tons of success, but also we've seen them not win. Um, so, other teams have been able to oust us frequently. It's not like we're, you know, rolling through the competition year after year every time, and it's only been 10 years of this of this greatness. And with all that said, like people don't necessarily want to hear us talk about it. They want to hear our marketing interns, the all the people that also went through it. Mm-hmm. So I say we take some call-ins. I know that some people have already reached out to us and said they wanted to uh, get their get their words out there. Absolutely. So should we give people calls? Let's dial some people up. Okay, who's the first one on the docket? Let's go, uh, Mark Amick. Mark Amick actually just texted me, and he's in a um, crowded terminal, and I believe I would be an obnoxious call that he wouldn't be able to okay so do you have ferrazzo's number uh i do but it's on my phone okay do you have who has ferrazzo's number i might we should have planned this a little bit but we always think on the fly here dan for i got it all right wow what a blessing in disguise there we're giving ferrazzo a call here hopefully he answers we told him around six so okay around that time what's the segment called you think controversies there we breathe yeah great call that's a staple of the back pocket that's yeah, staple come oh, on for us god damn it hi you've reached Dan Ferrazzo what a loser alright hey call Greg Greg Amick he's on live stream we'll get his takes Sorry, Dan's not a loser. He just I just wish he answered his phone. I do not have Mr. Amick's number. You have Mr. Amick's number? Oh, I have Mrs. Amick's number. Call her too. Here's Mark. Mark's got us, dude. Hello, Mark. Boys, how we doing? Hey, how's the terminal life? It's all right. Can you hear me okay? I'm we, just talking through my headphones. Here. Your your audio sounds great. Welcome okay, to perfect. the uh, the segment called Controversy is the Air We Breathe. It sure is. Happy to be here. All right, so Mark, uh, Declan Brown on the phone here. Uh, hope your day yep. is going well. Uh, we just wanted to get your takes on the recent news with the Mayak taking St. Thomas out of the conference. Your thoughts? Uh, a lot of thoughts on it. Um Let's see. I'll just I'll just start by kind of shitting on the Mayak to start. Um, I think it's it's pretty disgraceful. I think it's pretty petty and childish. And I think that the presidents of the Mayak should be uh, ashamed of themselves. But you know, I guess that's the world we live in now. If you can't beat them, boot them. So they did that. Um, I don't know, man. I think the reasoning behind it's just pretty crazy. Um, I just I was tuning in live, and Andrew, I thought you brought up some great points. Just about the uh the dominance lately and you know it's been 10 years but it hasn't been overwhelmingly dominant i guess um 
And then them talking about enrollment size, I think, is also kind of a bullshit excuse. But um, I think I have a unique perspective, you know, obviously being on the football team, but then being a sports medicine assistant for every other team and getting to kind of see St. Thomas Athletics firsthand. And the excellence and the culture at St. Thomas is just through the roof across every single sport. And I love it. And I'm proud to be an alum. And... I am excited for uh, what's to come. I think St. Thomas is too good for the Mayak, and we just got to start uh, attacking it elsewhere. So, Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Yes. Um, I don't know, man. I think we hit it back in season season one, maybe, season two, and I think Julie is – she has what it takes to go D1, and she's ready for it. Yep. Um you know, we trust the process at St. Thomas, and I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a long process, but um, I think they could pull it off, man. I really do. Why, Why not? Mark, I love your takes, and I appreciate you for calling in and sharing your opinion. You're a hell of a man and a hell of a Tommy. Thank you so much. Roll Toms. Roll Toms. All right. All right. Anyone else on the live stream that's reaching out, Matt, or should we just call some random fellas? We got big ticket Madge. Matt, ooh, Mash would be good. Jack Doomer actually wanted to be called, so maybe awesome. we dial him up. We'll dial up Jack. Um, yeah, I think Mark brings up a great point with uh, the future. You know, oh, D1. Jack Doomer. Oh, Jack oh, Doomer goes straight to wow, Smack. Wow. Okay. That guy does not want to get a call. Yeah, I'm going to call Madge. Okay. He's a, he's, a, he's a Wisconsinite, so for all those people that don't know Madge, yeah. Madge is a, a pointer. He's our, he's our WIAC yeah, representative, mm-hmm. so we're a little, you know, we have to get an outside perspective. Yes. He's also my younger brother and a, and a swimmer at uh, D3. He, he has dominated, his school has dominated the WIAC in the last, I think, 10 years. Mm. So they're, they're about still, to get booted. No, they're still, they're still there. Oh, interesting. So, hmm. is, is he in live stream right now? Is that what it said? Your call has been oh. forwarded. He commented like 30 seconds before we uh, Gosh, okay. Hopefully he gives him me a call back. Um, let's see. Well, Anyone on your end, Matt? You were about to say something. I was just going to say we had uh, Curtis James, remember that name, getting dropped during all recruiting, that all lineman transferred from D1. Yes. Uh, he put an article up. Um, his St. Thomas Athletic Manifesto. So if we aren't able to call anybody in, we can take a few comments from him. But, I mean, the first thing I saw that he talked about was transferring to St. Thomas primarily because he didn't want to be owned, quote-unquote, by a scholarship school. Mm. And all that they, all they went through while, like, no big fancy facility. They had a copper tub for their ice tub. I mean, they didn't have heated water. Um, going through all that. And this is just part of it. You spend your career rooting yourself into those beliefs, into that culture, only to, only to have a group of 13 people decide to involuntarily remove you and take it away because you've had too much success athletically. It's heartbreaking. It leaves our community equally hurt and pissed off. But there's like a two or three page document. We can pull some, some quotes yeah, Curtis, from if we don't. Curtis James was a beast. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's awesome to hear from him. Wow. Yeah, that's nuts. Do you, I, uh, do you uh, if, if we want to get to it, a... I'll outline what the uh, different schools reported for their expend- expenses during the uh, two years ago. Uh, and St. Thomas was the most spent, but the next one closest was only 30K less, and that was Augsburg. In terms of spent on their athletic program? Mm-hmm. Wow. So you hear like the Augsburg president pretty much outed, what, two weeks ago saying that all the presidents were in uh, an agreement that they were going to boot St. Thomas. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so here's one stat. Uh, St. Thomas, $4.86 million across 20 sponsor sports. Augsburg College reported $4.57 million. Whoa. GAC reported four point four two. million. St. Olaf, three point seven five. Bethel, two point eight four. St. John's didn't report. Um, and they, they didn't do their taxes that year? No. Wow. And that's not shocking Mm-mm. at all. Huh. And then they just compared that to a couple of like D2 and D1 programs. So Interesting. They try to say we spend too much um, and have all this emphasis on it, but for a 4.85 or a 4.5 million dollar budget, like the 30K really is nothing at all. Yeah, no. No, when you put it, it in terms of millions. Yeah. yeah. A couple zeros extra there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't even know. I didn't even realize that. That's kind of like i mean when you think about all the travel we had to do i mean like right. the, the uh, ncaa like covers some of that but i know like some of it comes out of pocket too like if they're gonna right. try to like help feed the athletes like one meal or like you know cover some hotel costs whatever it may be right yeah I'm, I'm interested to see you know if we end up doing the whole independent oh tommy becker should call him in um so anyways i think it's kind of crazy like if you think about it, <clears throat> the if we were to go like independent, how much more we'd actually probably have to spend because mm-hmm. we're not paying we're not playing every single uh, my, like local Mayak or Minnesota school. We customize our schedule to you know Wisconsin, probably Iowa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still play the St. John's, GAC, and Bethel, and then see what happens. Right. Yeah, if you stay D three or you stay at independent conference for sure. Right. Um, but you have to have a good strength of schedule and either go undefeated or one or two losses against like top 10 teams in the country in order to get an at-large bid because mm-hmm. there's only what six seven at-large bids in the country yep yeah no yeah because now if you're not a part of a conference then you have to fight for that at-large bid yeah. which means you got to go and that's just football i mean if you look at yep. soccer you look at softball volleyball oh yeah men's hockey whatever it may be if they don't hop into a conference that's way more challenging for them right i also love this hustle over here andrew's just calling everybody in this context He's got a deep Tommy network, so it's fun to watch. Um, yeah, dude, that's – I mean, it, it blows my mind. I also kind of think of it from like a – I think we can use it to our advantage for recruiting, and I know Caruso and you know all the coaches, Tower and everybody down the line is going to use this kind of as an advantage. I think it can be a great sales pitch. Um, but it also is just like, man, if you're a, a freshman or a sophomore in this situation, I mean, the reality is is like – you just don't know what's going to happen. Right? Yeah. I mean, and then the not knowing is tough. Like, it's very – I mean, it's just another one of those things that you got to worry about now. Yeah. And, and I think for the football program, they will turn this into a positive. They'll keep it a positive exactly. mindset. Will the other coaches do that? I don't know them well enough. But if you turn this into an opportunity rather than, like, a why me or, or mm-hmm. some sort of hurt, um, yeah, I mean – like could be huge advantage for the rest of like yeah i think if you let's say you go d2 you and you're in the nsic you're going up against all the other public yeah hold schools. on we have a uh, we have jesse Addo live calling in right now gotcha. all right, I'm gonna put you on speaker for a second. all right good shit andrew all right jesse welcome to the back pocket podcast you know the drill at this point you've been on the show this is a segment called controversy is the air we breathe we'd love to hear your uh, your thoughts and opinion on st thomas getting ousted by the Mac. Um, guys, like, you know, like, I think it's kind of cool. I think it's, like, actually, like, really exciting that this is happening. And when, like, I first heard about it, I thought it was just, like, you know, kind of just a rumor, 
Thank you, Jesse. Any final questions, Deck? No, I think you covered it. I love the take, and I really want to expand. You know, um, on this whole villain, like the Villanova, and like the the, the schools where, um, you know, they still they have that very similar school size, that sixty six hundred, that little sweet spot, and they have that in- endorsement, they have that network that could make it happen, and it's going to take a long time. Thank you, Jesse. Appreciate it, man. For sure, guys. You guys rock. Take care. Take care. That's awesome, man. I love that as well. I think uh, we fit the mold of, you know, that private Catholic institu- in, uh, institution that... We are a private Catholic institution. That's, well, that, yeah. that's the mold of, like, Notre Dame is not... I think <clears throat> Notre Dame is smaller than us. Yeah, they are. And <clears throat> Northwestern isn't... They're a state... Are they state... They're, they're, I think they're private, or but they're not a they're private not. Catholic school. Okay. The closest ones are, like, Villanova, um, like a Lehigh, James Madison... Um, all of those like D one double A's that are in, I think the Patriot league, maybe, um, like a Georgetown or a Butler, those kind of schools are all very similar in how they recruit very similar in school size. Academics are through the roof. You know, that's, uh, definitely a mold, but I think the, the biggest problem is your solution being like probably a hundred million dollar investment. <laughs> Like, think about that. How crazy that would be to basically turn the all the entire athletic program into a D1 program, right? You go, you look at uh, smaller sports, smaller revenue generating sports, and you see, you know, 
more volunteers pop up um, within these coaching staffs and you have to turn these coaching staffs into full-time employees. So not only do you have to do that, you have to upgrade your athletic facilities. You have to probably build an entire building dedicated to athletics. So like Jesse said, it would be a major step and it would probably take a decade to build out. And that is a decision that we have a year and a half, two years to really consider. Hey, Kimmy. Ooh, Andrew's got Kimmy Hassel. Uh, share your thoughts and opinion on um, uh, the MIAC the, on, uh, on the podcast. Yes. Uh, yeah, you're not live currently, but you will be soon. Let's go, dude. Do you think okay, she's going to bite? I'll throw you on speaker. And then yeah. yeah. Look at Andy's sales pitch, baby. Are you ready? All right, Kimmy, welcome to the Back Pocket Podcast. You're on the segment called Controversy is the Air We Breathe. We're here to talk about the Mayak get, or the St. Thomas getting ousted by the Mayak. We'd love your thoughts and opinions. Uh, my opinion is it's kind of a cop-out. Um, I think it's only hurts the other team, especially for at-large bids. You lose a team that on your schedule that is for sure going to get in, so your strength of schedule just drops and. I really, truly do not understand it. <laughs> we're right there with you. We uh, we're, we were shocked, but to the same point, it's like, you know, they once this this whole article was brought out, and I was like, this this is very realistic because the bottom feeders of our conference just don't have kind of like a drive to improve their athletics. So why not just like stay where they're at and remove the best people? Correct. It kind of stinks for all the hard work that St. Thomas has put in to get where they're at and to just kick them out. Like, if you looked back multiple years ago, they weren't great in every sport. Before Caruso was there, before, for me, Cheetah at softball, they were terrible. Like, so to just not put in the work to be good seems not effective for the future of any college athlete when they go in the real world. God, a spot on. Beautiful so, takes. Do you have any thoughts on what's the future like for St. Thomas? I don't know. I'm pretty uh, intrigued and interested in the future. I would love to see uh, D2, even a D1 option. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think wherever we go, we're going to continue dominating. So beware of whoever takes us. Love that, Kimmy. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. (laughs) I love that freaking take, dude. Good take by Kimmy Hassel. I'm glad that we're we're calling people in because we won't we would not have these takes. So Kimmy is um, she was a two time All American softball player for St. Thomas. Uh, Graduated, I believe, in 2014, Um, and she like she was part of a program, a softball program that was on the rise when she got there and she competed at the highest level in the tournaments. I don't think they ever got to a national championship, but they made it to, I think a a final four or two. And, uh, she was part of, she was part of the early stages of turning a program around. Exactly. Like the growth. And what's crazy too is, um, I love what I love that, uh, the point that I loved what that she brought up was the investment that St. Thomas made in, uh, in all the coaches. Um, sure. And, how they basically said, uh, 
hey, we want to make we want to make this softball program great. We want to make this soccer program great. We want to make this swimming program great. And they went out and found the best, What's up, Adam? best best coaches out there. And from that, Sarah. Drew, uh, Good, like, <laughs> hold on, Andrew's going live. I love how we're just cold calling people, dude. Andrew's literally cold calling uh, yeah. these well, Everyone's first question is live. They're all in. He just got Adam Kraft. We're going live. All right, Adam, welcome to the Back Pocket Podcast. You're here on a segment we love to call Controversies the Air We Breathe. We'd love to hear your opinion on St. Thomas getting removed by the MIAC. Uh, what are your thoughts and opinions on this? Uh, well, first of all, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, yeah, it's a little bit, uh, in my mind, a little distasteful, personally. Um, but obviously that comes with a grain of salt as somebody that played in a St. Thomas athletic organization for a little while. But um, I saw a nice piece today, I think it was Curtis James, posted something um, that's been shared around quite a bit, showing the actual statistics on whether or not St. Thomas has been as dominant as people like to think, which uh, has been blown out of proportion quite a bit. Um Personally, I think it's just kind of a slap in the face to the tradition of the Mayak. Um, you know, founded in 1920, it's been, you know, 100 years of great athletics on many sides, whether that be uh, St. Thomas, St. John's, you know, Gustavus had some really good teams, Concordia, uh, Bethel. Uh, it's really been a competitive competitive run of 100 years, so it's, it's interesting to see that now, after especially a couple down years for football, I know football's been the main focus, um, after a couple of what some would say down years um that this is the decision to be made um, personally i think it's um a little bit surprising um i'm not really sure if it's going to hold or not um given the ramifications of the actions of the MIAC and the lack of uh transparency and the lack of uh i mean really comments on their part but you know i think it's uh it, it's a struggle for st thomas students and for the people who are kind of in limbo because they're student athletes they're playing to win the MIAC they're playing to get a bit into tournaments, national you know, championship tournaments and recruits that are being brought in not knowing what's going on. So it'll be interesting how it plays out, but I think it's a little bit uh, – it seems like a little bit of ill will just towards St. Thomas alone uh, for being good. And, uh, a... Just uh, – you had to decline his. I missed it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm not right, so we my just, phones. So we just hung up on Adam. By accident. Takes I, takes her too good. Yeah. Who was calling? Uh, Madge was calling via Snapchat. Uh, Madge, next time call me on your phone. Uh, sorry, Adam. I'm going to text you right now and apologize. A couple of uh, mistakes there. One thing that I thought when he was talking there a little bit that I haven't thought before is I said 1990 to 2010, like St. Thomas hadn't, for football, hadn't really competed for a conference championship. But you got to think the 30, 40 years before that with Gallardi, and how he's like a nationally well-known, well-respected That's the coach. John's head coach. Yeah. yeah, like they have the equivalent of the D three Heisman named after him. And how okay, Curse has been here for a decade now, and they mm-hmm. want to like finally use him as kind of a scapegoat to kick the Mayak out of the or St. Thomas out of the Mayak. Um, but they ended up like idolizing this coach that was able to kind of dominate a conference for 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. Something that I just, whether it be the leadership in the MIAC, new leadership of presidents in the other universities, that just like, is it driven through m- money that they want to like get St. Thomas out of here? Are they just sick and tired of kind of getting beaten all sports? 
or just having it be more just outs of one team and make them a scapegoat. Yeah. I mean, that's so true. Like if you, it's really tough for me to see the monetary value behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you take us out that the games become more competitive and there's increased interest. I mean, that's, is that the whole goal? Yeah. I mean, like you think about the re- recruiting too, if, if St. Thomas, recruiting for sure. St. Thomas continues to bring in, in good talent, the less people are going to Augsburg, Concordia, whatever else. So then their alumni, their donors don't have a whole lot of, of hope of improving beyond where they're at now. So they yeah. may, no, may donate a little less and you do that donor after donor after donor. You may have a lot less donations at the end of the day than you really want to based on your lack of performing. Hmm. That's a good point. Okay, I like that. Should we call um, like someone that didn't participate in athletics or a parent? I was like a Mrs. A Mrs. Doomer route or uh, I don't know. I wish I, well, I was going to call, I wanted to call Jake Reardon who was a lineman at Carlton just to get another, just to get some opposite takes. So we're not just flooding the lines with St. Thomas. Yeah, takes. People are going to look at us like, yo, these St. Thomas haters. Right. Thomas I would, I honestly would love yeah. to hear what Jake said. I had talked to him on just about it off air yeah. and he had just, I mean, his paraphrasing for him, he was just like, kind of shocked by the whole thing but he kind of understood it because he he said like their their whole thing is just like the competitive advantage is tough and they uh, they obviously want to get better but um it, it's more like the recruiting thing i think is what you're saying Matt. sure because that i mean that's where his whole that's gotcha so is, is there anyone else we should call um, i'm gonna call madge you can't call me via snapchat dude should we get madge on finish with madge yeah, we'll finish. He's an out, he's an outsider. He's a member our Wyack perspective. I don't know how this works, dude. On It'll work. So I got the weird bubbles going. I've never heard. Oh, here he is. Hey, Madge. What's up? You uh, you are a Division Three current athlete in the Wyack right now. Calling in from Snapchat. Calling in from Snapchat. I've not. I totally messed up the previous call, Adam Kraft. I apologize. Because you called on this Snapchat thing. Yeah, so this is your fault, Matt. This is your Just fault. wanted to let you know, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Uh, this is a segment we like to call Controversy is the Air We Breathe. Yeah. Um, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on St. Thomas and the Mayak and that whole situation that went down. Are you there? I don't know if he heard us. No, he's bubbling. He's bubbling? Hold on, buddy. So this is why you don't call it on Snapchat, I think. Why aren't you calling on my... Oh, because you're in, like, camp, I think. All right, Madge. Nice try, dude. Dude, I'm out, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, here we go. You're in. All right, give me your thoughts. <laughs> All right, dude, you're out. Yeah, he's out. You're out. Hey, find middle. a better spot, dude. Yeah, next time, uh, don't call in on Snapchat. Yeah, sorry. So this is a lesson learned for all the marketing interns, you know, uh... We're not hard to reach out. Actually, we're we're so we're so not hard at reaching out that we actually reach out to other people. Um, but if you are reaching out, just just call us. Yeah, I feel like there was times when I turned up the gain on the mic and um, because I wanted to get the phone in there, and then I forgot yeah. that I turned it up, so I went to lead him in, and I was screaming again. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to do some post work on those. Yeah. No. No worries. We'll uh, we'll really figure that out. I just want to do one thing real quick. I'll be right back. All right, Dex going to go do his thing, and I want to just give a quick rundown 
on uh, the future St. Thomas. I, I mentioned this already. Um, I think D1, Peace Ollie's got it in her, in, her, in her wherewithal, in her future, and that's where uh, St. Thomas is heading. I'd love to see it. For all those people that don't see, like, we got a lot of bias in there, I, I gave some – or that see we had a lot of bias in there, I tried to give my best and call people. Um, but those were just people that picked up, and I apologize. Yeah, I mean, again, what do we need in this segment? Controversy is the air we breathe. If yeah. we got on too many one-sided opinions – Sorry. Sorry, I tried. I yeah, we really did. I called a bunch of people. Yeah, we did. Um, so now we did that. We'll close the segment with this. Um, I, you know, we're all driven by gratitude on this podcast. And uh, as a community, um, we are, you know, we're driven by gratitude and humility. It's been, like Adam Kraft said, it was about uh, 100 years, right? 100 years in the Mayak. He said that. Yeah, and I, uh, I want to give the Mayak... A participation trophy for uh, you know their efforts, you know, in handling this whole situation, you know, these last week. But also, you know, running a running a conference, I think they deserve a nice participation trophy. So I'm going to officially present this the back pocket. Put your hands on here. Mm. We'd like to officially present this participation trophy, a token of our gratitude. To St. Thomas, or to the Mayak. So we want to just thank you guys. All right. All right. Yeah. So that's the, that concludes our segment, Controversies, the Air We Breathe. I mean, we've done this segment time and time again. It's time and time. A, it's been about a lot of different things. Uh, the first thing was St. Thomas getting a dome. Um, that was that's Oh, what, how we've grown. Oh, how we've grown. Um, so thank you all for those who gave their opinion, and I'm looking forward to hearing the controversy that uh, – stems from here yeah and if you want to give your hot takes if you want to um you know get involved we'd love a five-star review on our podcast and in the comments just leave a comment you know leave a comment and just give us your takes right on in addition to how great our podcast is maybe it's up to you but anyways transitioning and trapping the puck holy cow what an intro to this show we'll do this uh you know as we always do the traditional segments, the uh, the core segments, uh, the things that we've we know best. The average quality. Um, we'll start there. Maddie C. First time producer. How do you like it so far? What do you think, man? It's good. Feel comfortable. It is okay. So that seat's not sinking in too much. It's not sinking in too much. Just enough back support. All right. Yeah, the core engaged. Core yeah. engaged. Yeah, love that. Hey, for all those listeners that don't know, this is the Maddie C. From the famous segment, Maddie C. Memorial. I think you guys need an official soundbite. Yeah, let's get. Come on, yeah, give can me you one. get one? Yeah, you asked me how I uh, how I feel about the Mayak. How do you, Ooh, yeah, 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 okay, okay. okay, okay. Hey, uh, Maddie C., how do you feel about the Mayak, dude? Uh, well, soft. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was sick. <laughs> All right, we got the soundbite. That's going to be forever used. Forever. Well done. Good um, work, man. We didn't really prep you with this, but I think you know this is what we do on the back end show. We start with an average quality. Um, if you don't have one, maybe give your time time to think about one. If you have one, you can fire go, away. You got one. All right, yeah, jump yeah. in. I was thinking the last couple of weeks. I'm like, oh, I gotta be prepared if I ever uh, get asked if I ever need to have an official uh, average quality. And I would say probably public speaking. Mm. You know, I can I can talk to people, but I kind of look off in the distance. Don't quite want to make eye contact. Mm. Maybe slow my words a little bit. Um, not totally comfortable doing it, but I've had enough uh, exposure at doing it that I can and make do. But don't excel, 
don't fail right there in the average line right on dude when you are having those situations where you have to deal with customers so uh, matt worked at target for a little bit and you had to deal with customers not having happy experiences and you had you were like a direct point of contact in some instances were those uh average instances or did you feel comfortable just like letting them know like this is the situation you need to be you'd have to be real with them type thing most of the time they just want to be heard so i just kind of sit there smile like oh yep i understand i understand it, it gets annoying when they talk to a team member and they're like well i want to talk to your manager i'm going to tell you the exact same thing my my team member did and like oh, oh okay and then they just move on so uh during those times i've gotten to the point where the first few interactions it was just definitely awkward um but i'm pretty comfortable probably more comfortable speaking to strangers that i know i won't see in 20 minutes maybe not see you for a couple of weeks when they come into shop again sure um so yeah, I would say it's it's a little bit better than average in a, in a yeah. retail experience. <laughs> so what was it like um, when the where where were you working when that the moms um, create a Facebook group hating on the, like the Chan oh, Chaska yeah. yeah. target? So they call it the real life of Chaska, kind of like the Real Housewives. No um, way. So it's a well off area. So a lot of house moms that just have nothing to do all day long except complain and and say how difficult their life is um so they that's what this group was yeah so then they kind of do everything from dogs pooping on lawns to like just different organizations and for a brief time when target had kind of done some different process changes and they needed a little bit of time to adjust uh the community did not like that no way and so there are a few people that kind of went on probably about a year ago now and just really got after Target for a good nine months. And I mean, it was every day. People were dropping stuff. And three months ago, and we started to turn it around and really have like the store at like the brand, as they call it. Someone would be like, oh, like they've got new management in there now. They're doing a good job, I think. People would then turn and attack the person trying to back Target. Not so much like, oh, I love Target. They're doing a great job. It was, oh, I, th- I think they're trying. You can tell that there's a little bit of improvement. And then they just get bashed. So these people are very spiteful, very hateful. And it's just like, I could not deal with that community anymore. It was mm, dang. way different than what I experienced at St. Thomas. And I was like, I got to get out of here. I just can't uh, can't surround myself with this for 10, 12 hours a day. Yeah. A lot of negativity. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, not something easy to do. And uh, good for you for noticing it early and being proactive. Not just sitting there and saying, why me? But being proactive and finding the solution. And congrats on getting the mm-hmm. new gig. I'm excited to see how that turns out. Yeah. General Mills, right? Yeah. Hell LGM. yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, I love that, man. Good stuff, brother. Fires Declan, what is your average quality, my uh, brother? My average quality is knowing, being socially aware enough when a time is not okay to not be a goofball. All right. Give me an example. Um, I would say at work. What working at PCL, I would say most of my coworkers, I don't know if they ever believe me anything I say anymore. Because you're you you were a goofball for too frequently. I'm consistently a goofball. Okay, and I think that doesn't come as a shock, right? I mean, no. I just that's who I and am. Your appearance is phenomenal today. Yeah, this does this scream this may scream goofball, but to me, just that's just me. Yeah. Um, so an example would be. Uh, so we have, um, one of our coworkers, a field engineer, he is, uh, you know, he's 
he's he's actually an estimating he's an estimator but he came out to the field to gain some experience for six months and i was going back he's, he's a he's a guesser he's a guesser exactly yeah you just throw some throw some numbers and just that's his job yeah and so oh is he kind of like a um sorry to cut you off but like a future um those people that tell your future yes a fortune teller. Fortune teller. Yeah. Yes, he is, and he's a psychic reader too. Yeah. And it's that sounds right. Yeah, I don't know. An estimator, a future reader. You're you're on it, dude. Okay. Yeah. So this guy, he he'll literally like part of his normal job. This was his normal profession before he came out to the field. Mm. Was he would take clients and they would put their palms out and he would write, rub their palms. And he'd be like, "Were you ever in Portugal in the year of 2014?" They'd be like, "Oh my god." I was thinking about it, <laughs> you know, and then, and that's how we get clients at PCL. Yeah. And that's how we build new buildings. Actually. It's a flawless, is, flawless procedure. Well, and to start, it, to start the client exactly. uh, relationship. Exactly. It's all funnel. You know, you got to bring them in and we bring them in through psychic reading and it's estimating. Top of the funnel stuff. It's top of the funnel stuff. And then by the time they get to the funnel, it's at the bottom of the funnel, it's uh boots are on the ground and we're building parking garages. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. So anyways, this guy, he came in to work one day, and we were in a meeting, usually like 30 people, and uh, he came in with a hat on, and he had hair, his hair was cut, it was long the day before, and then I noticed that he didn't have that hair. And I was like, oh. And I was like, hey, his name's Jaden. I was like, Jaden, yo, what's, why are you wearing a hat? Did you just get a haircut? He's like, yeah. I was like, well, why are you wearing a hat? Do you have like a mohawk? And for some reason, everybody heard that. And people were giggling and stuff like, oh, mohawk. And then this kid next to me was like, why don't we just start calling you mohawk? And so it grew. I started a revolution on accident. And, you know, when you start revolutions, especially with me, you know, you start it. And I'm not responsible for how that thing grows. Right. So today at work, Jaden came into work. And his hard hat was totally painted and had the words Mohawk on it. And it was on his hard hat like a, like a Mohawk would be. Mm. And someone was doing that. He thought it was me. I was like, I'm, look, I'm just the culprit. I'm just the, the guy who's starting these things, setting fire, you know, whatever. And so, you know, some emails were exchanged. And, you know, it turns out that, you know, people are calling this kid Mohawk now. So... Did he like it? Do they like being called Mohawk? I think he does. Yeah. Nice. He's he's it's growing. Shout out him. Mohawk. Yeah, shout out to Mohawk. That's a good guy. I like this guy. Yeah, no, he's a good dude. I mean, what guy do you not want to ride into, you know, the depths of the forest other than a guy named Mohawk? Yo. Next time I go to the depths of the forest, I'm calling Mohawk. <laughs> or anywhere. Yeah. The depths of the forest is a is a uh, figurative term. Oh, okay. So I was thinking literally. Yeah. You don't have to think literally. Okay. But you can it. if you want to. Okay. What do you think about that? Is, that? is that a good example of me just never being serious? I think it's a great example. Okay. Well done. All right. Thanks, man. What's your average quality? My average quality is um, waking up at different times to try to um, beat Matt Heron to the shower and <laughs> always losing. Always losing. So, like, my, my average, my, I'm being proactive to try to not, and instead of just being like, hey, Matt, you're pissing me off with your shower yeah. uh so and you're being competitive i would say, I would say yeah being competitive i was like all right i want to get there before him so mm-hmm. i'm like all right i'm just gonna wake up 20 minutes before and get in the shower before he's in the shower i wake Man. up and then I, I was like all right fuck it i'll just wake up even later then and he's still in the shower and i'm like what you're kidding I, it's from like 6 20 until like 7 10 he has the shower blocked off it's wow. blows my mind and 
to, for those of you, the listeners that don't know, and I'm guessing many of you do know because it's, it's pretty well known, our shower's kind of clogged. Oh. Uh, so we get a little base layer of water at the bottom because it, it doesn't drain that fast. It doesn't and drain, no. Matt Heron's taking 50-minute showers, allegedly. And it's basically a, a bath when I walk in there. So I'm going in there knee deep every time, ready to take a shower, and yeah. I got to swim in his after bath. It's horrible. How does how nasty is that, dude? Yo, not a way you want to wake up. Not a way you want to start your day. But I need a shower to start my day because yeah. putting your contacts in, you know, you got to have some nice like uh, moisturized eyes. It needs to, like open up and then. <laughs> Open up your pores, basically. Open your pores up. What anyone, way to- that, anyone that wears contacts knows if you put in contacts right when you wake up, it's the worst thing ever. You're like, you're in pain. And if I put on my glasses, then, you know, I don't want to put on my contacts, but I really need to put on my contacts because I get work done better when I have my contacts. Mm. It's a whole thing. That's an average quality of sense yeah. in itself. But hey, uh, hey, roommates, take shorter showers and stop clogging the shower. Yeah, we got to. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and point fingers. But Jack, I will Jack say, Burke. I will Burke. say, Jack Burke. He's been on the podcast. He knows the impetus of the drain in our house has everything to do with Jack Burke. I agree completely. Yeah, and we'll leave it at that. And and there's really not else, nothing else you can really say there. Um, so yeah. So yeah, those are our average qualities. Thanks for playing. Yeah. Um, what did uh, we learn? Yeah. What do we? <laughs> good call. I. Uh, I want to also just start with this. I I will learn um, 49 minutes into the show whether or not we can hear Mad- Maddie C breathing into the mic. That's step. That's one thing I don't know. Yeah, we could, yeah. Ooh. I want to know if we can hear that. I'm just like hearing his breathing, and I'm like, uh, I kind of see bumps, but I don't know. Um, so you're in the mic, man. You're in the saddle, which is fine. I'm not. That's, not a big that deal. was saying of the week at one point. Staying in the saddle, yeah. Staying in the saddle, yeah. We. Yeah, we haven't I updated. We ever wrote, I don't think we ever wrote it down. We never wrote it down, but we do have to change our saying of the month to just saying, saying of the year. Yep. Dominate the sandbox. Um, I can start with what do we? Learn. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Um, so Facebook's mantra. I don't know if you guys know this, but Facebook's mantra is better to be up early than to be perfect. That's like their motto. That's their motto in their office, hanging all over the place. Say that one more time. Better to be up. No, better be up or yeah, better be up early than to be perfect. Better be up early than to be perfect. Okay. So they're just throwing stuff out there. Maybe at 80%, maybe only at 5% and figuring it out with the flaws cuz they don't really even know what they're putting out because it's so new and so advanced that like they don't necessarily know all of the um, negative side effects that could happen or what's flawed inside the system mm. that they just have to figure it out after it's up. And I, that's how, awesome. Yeah, and I love that motto and sorry. And I I was like trying to crack my knuckles. Uh, kind of weird way to do it, but I did it. I did that. Hey, you do you, man. Yeah. Just um, keep your just just don't touch me. <laughs> sorry, dude. That's my bad. That's my bad. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. My bad. Mm, all right. Sorry. Um, better to be up early than to be perfect. Yeah. Be- I, be- better be up than be perfect. I like that. And that's, I think we're out. I think a lot of content that we put out there is just better to be up than to be perfect. Like this podcast, currently, there's going to be a lot of ebbs and flows with audio. Yeah. I guarantee you that. Uh, ebbs and flows with audio. And I will also say just ebbs and flows with 
everything we do, dude. It's a, it's a bootstrap effort that we put on with the back pocket. And that that's pretty much what that quote is, is yeah. the art of the bootstrap. I mean, right now, Tech, you're a lion in a bay of flowers. How do you feel? Pretty amazing. Yeah, I want to can't, can't wait to chop up this this video this visual because it's kind of hilarious. You're in a bay of flowers. Yeah. In a lion. This is like the lion's flowers. this is like the lion's zen nirvana just beautiful, man. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it, dude. I'm frightened. Are you? Yeah. Why? I mean, I'm not going to I I don't bite. You know, I'm just I'm just here to just be me. All right, what did you learn, dude? What did you learn if you're you? All right, um, I learned that turning my phone upside down so that you don't see the screen saved me 50 minutes of screen time in the week. In the week, how nuts is that? That's one time you've done that, though. I want I want one week. One week, yeah. I want to see a uh, longer time frame. Okay. All right. I, I, I think, Moving on. I think you're on a great start, but I'm not taking it yet because I All think right. that's an easy thing. That's in like a. It's not. You're taking control. I'm not saying you're deleting it. You're mm-hmm. like Greggy Bosher would with Instagram. Oh. Completely just delete it. I, um, I think that's, that's not. You're not handling it like that. I, I'm just letting you know you're not doing that. However, yeah. There's early signs of it. I'm not getting rid of my phone. I don't know, man. I'm not doing that. I think I'm not, you're scared of your phone. No, I think I'm you're not. Scared, you're scared to hold it upright and look at it. Bro, I'm a fucking lion. I'm not scared of nothing, I think bro. you're scared of it, dude. I'm not scared of nothing, and I like. You're I would scared. never. I'm you're not, scared. dude. I'm not scared. Correction. You're a lemur. He's a lemur. I'm, dude, no. I'm a freaking lion, boy. Maddie, see, what did you learn? I know you're a lion over there. What did you learn today, brother? I learned that uh, lions speak softly, and... Uh, yeah, it's about all I, all I needed to learn today. So quiet down over there, Deck. Oh, oh. yo, shots fired! Damn, controversy is the air we breathe on many fronts this week. We're typically a positive podcast. We typically like to uh, spread the love. We're uh, we're a '70s podcast without necessarily being declared as a '70s podcast. We've been we can be we can we've do been, that. Yeah, we've been uh, leaning that direction for quite some. We got we got the rainbow. Um, Rory poster in the back. We got the PI Rainbow poster right here. Decky's got this '70s Lion shirt with the fluorescent uh, chairs. Yeah, the f- floral, the floral chairs. chairs that may or may not be from the '80s. And the fluorescent light bulb. I don't know if that's the '70s, but yeah. I said fluorescent, so I had to go with it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Keep that going. Yeah. Um. The, but yeah, we got. Oh, we have these bracelets. The bracelets also that were given to us at uh by Darby, but they're yep. they're EDM bracelets, I think. So that's very seventies, mm. I think. Wisconsin. No, that's that has nothing to do with the seventies, besides the fact that Wisconsin was founded in the nineteen seventies. Um, but other than that, I mean, we are explosive. When I think it comes I think that's to... the feel good story. No, no, no. I got a feel good story. Oh, can it be part of it though? Why do you got to shut it down entirely? No, no. Okay, it's not. We're not gonna shut down anything here. I think you know part of the '70s podcast vibe that we've been putting out for two years now is the fact that we're explosive, man. With all these colors, we're explosive with our ideas. We're explosive with our bootstrap mentality, um, and we're we're colorful, man. We're all welcome. All all are welcome here. Nice. Um, and all are welcome at our boat party. Boom. So listen up, marketing interns. We got a big time boat party coming up here real soon, June 29th, and on the Mississippi River, 
tickets will be out very soon. And we are putting on a very special festival on a boat in celebration of 100 weeks of Back Pocket Podcasting. And I'm very excited to announce that. I'm very excited to offer early bird tickets for the first uh, X amount of days. Though That will be released. You will see it. It's a public event. All are welcome. It's a St. Croix River boat. We are having... It's not in St. Croix. Where is it at? It's on the Mississippi. The Mississippi. It's on yeah. the Mississippi. And we're going all the way down to Louisiana. Like It's going to be, uh, I don't know, what, two, three-week trip? We're going to just follow the Mississippi all the way down. Yeah, that's crazy. I, don't, I can't believe we're doing that. Yeah. So, I mean, but we're doing it. But we're doing it for you guys. And if you guys want to come, buy some tickets. We're starting at the top of the. We're actually going to go up north first to go to the very top of the Mississippi, and then we're going to go straight down thereafter, all the way down to the bottom. And you know, we're going to have maybe some bands, maybe some food, and maybe a ton of beer. There will be a band. There will be a ton of beer, and there will be snacks if we're lucky. If we're lucky. So with that being said, I know that made me feel good. I hope that makes you guys feel a little bit better on your your car ride, your workout, dude, anywhere. However you're listening, dude, thank you for making it this far. As always, cannot wait for the momentum that will be built. Anyways, love you guys. Take care. Take care. You know